I owe you some socks too. The socks from the eight out of ten. I that... sent you the ones I wanted. They're eight. I know, bucks. They're but solid. I haven't. I haven't placed the order yet. Oh, I will though. Please do. Come I'm on. also on IR. What, I hyperextended my knee in Pilates, and JMO put me on <laughs> IR. I can't do Pilates until January. <laughs> I did yoga today. Came away okay. Okay. I said I, I only did about a quarter of the poses. The rest of the time I spent in <laughs> child's pose, but okay. progress, not perfection, K1. But we'll seek perfection tonight. Hello and welcome to week 15 of the NFL season. Last week in week 14, we saw Jake Browning shine, Zach Wilson ball out, the Raiders get shut out, the Ravens win in a walk-off punt return in overtime. An egregious offsides call in Kansas City if you're a Chiefs fan. But if you're a Bills fan, it was the right call, and let's go because they're in the playoff hunt. Welcome to another episode. It's a Wednesday night. Thank you for joining. If this is a first-time listener, welcome. Long-time listener, welcome back. Each week, we broadcast live on nofilter.net and Caffeine TV. Tonight, we're going to break down 10 Week 15 matchups. We'll talk about Sunday and Saturday games. We'll talk about system quarterbacks. We'll talk about Lynn Sanity versus Tommy DeVito. We'll talk about holiday Christmas presents. I got my peanuts shirts. Much more. I'm K. Win. He's Big Ben, and he won't jump off sides. <laughs> Canary is Tony. Just can't catch a break. No, cannot catch a break. And. Mahomes coming to him and saying, do you? I'd be like, don't do you anymore. Like, do something else. Do something. They're trying too hard with him. And Andy Reid coming out and saying, I get no respect from the officials. You should have come over and told me. To be honest, you're a wide receiver. You've done this 100,000 times. Like, you, you, you look over. You say, am I good? He nods. If he doesn't nod, you got to move back. You don't move forward. If you look over and he gives you the comfortable look away, then you're probably offsides too. And what's with Mahomes confronting Josh Allen? Come on. Come on. That was a bad look. He did apologize, which I'm happy that he apologized for, but it was still a bad look. Like you just congratulate the person on the win. You exactly. use that for motiva- motivation the next Go yell out Kadarius, not Josh Allen. Chiefs where, are do you, where do you want to get started? Um, I like your Tommy DeVito versus Lynn Sanity, but we need to get warmed up before we get there. Okay. I want to talk system QBs. Since All we right. just touched on to Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, let's talk to system QBs. So let's start there. And you played football. You played in high school. You played at Washington State. So you're the resident football expert on the show. So please tell our listeners, describe what a system quarterback is. Well, we saw, and by the way, I never played at Washington State. I think I what you State. told me that when we first met. No, 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 no. I think I, you probably overheard me in Hoboken telling some. Never did. You'll never. You won't see me on a. You were on Mike Price's team. You went to the Rose Bowl. No, I didn't. Were you at the strip club with Mike Price? <laughs> yes, yes. That's. I was actually in Bama. Um, you were on that team. I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, system QBs. But I will talk about Washington State. 
And I will Washington. keep telling people you played at Washington that's, State. That's perfectly fine. Sure. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Um, system QBs. We saw about seven of them in the Mike Leach era. I don't think any are still in the NFL. Jeff Tool made a moonlight. Some moonlighted as backups. Maybe made some starts throughout spot start. But there's about seven of them. Minshew is actually one of them. He's the last. System QBs are people or quarterbacks that take advantage of a system. Probably the earliest was, um, who's the guy from Houston in college? And I'm speaking specific to college. David Um, Klingler? Yes. And then Tommy Chang. And then there's been guys that have just thrown for a ubiquitous amount of yards, just based on the system. And that's basically an open... Let's, let's call it air raid, call it run and shoot, one of the two. But when you're putting the ball up 50 to 60 times a game, uh, that's the system you live in. And you're the beneficiary of that system. Can I that think. exist in the NFL too? Well, if someone creates a system, I think if someone, it depends. It depends. I think what we've seen as of late with early draft picks, obviously, over the course of the past, say, decade, going with going with quarterbacks. You're either going to have a system that you believe fits the quarterback you're drafting, or, and usually that's a lot, that's what you're trying to do, because you don't want to go out and sign a bunch of people and get rid of a bunch of people and contracts and so forth and mold around them. Or, you go, or, you find that the quarterback, you need to remold the system that you have in to fit the quarterbacks. Like that's the the thing that I think think that's working. Examples, CJ Stroud, I think comes in and that system works for CJ. We've seen that. The opposite is Justin Fields. Like that system does not work for Justin Fields. Um, so I, you can be a product of a good system and you can be a product of a bad system in my opinion. So outside of the Bay Area, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of ignorance. Up in Pacific Northwest, there's a little bit of that noise as well. So how would you describe Joe Joe Burrow versus Jake Browning versus Brock Purdy? I mean, let's be honest. Let's let's take the the system quarterback in college versus – in college, you don't have three wideouts like T. Higgins – Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. And yeah. same with Debo Samuel, Ayuk, and then let's call Kittle a wideout for all intents and purposes. You just don't have those resources in college. I heard someone say that you could put Gardner Minshew, more or less, on the Niners and they would still be in the same spot. I mean, so I, I'm, I'm saying those guys are the beneficiary of phenomenal resources and athletes around them is what i would say i disagree a little bit i don't think you could plug gardner Minshew in and it would look exactly the same i think it would i know you were gonna a little different okay go but i want you and our listeners to look at tape don't listen to stephen a don't listen to colin coward like look at brock purdy's tape like look at the plays that he's making like it's tight windows throws He's spinning the ball over linebackers to a good position. He's accurate. He's not checking down. Like everything is up the field. Everything is down the field. I think 
Shanahan has a good system, but he's not Jimmy G in the system. He's not Trey Lance in the system. Let, let me also say this. <laughs> Trent Williams is a phenomenal tackle. Probably Correct. the best in the league. Yes. That offensive line for the Niners is probably one of – I'm go to PFF and probably you have, you know, four out of five guys in the top 15, somewhere around there. Cincinnati's offensive line, not quite as stellar, but yet you have wide receivers that can make up for a lot of sins, maybe some bad throws there. Um, you got to take that into account too. Like that's how many – It's giving them time to throw. Purdy is pretty clean. Like when you can – you. Like when you have the sit, when you can go, oh, you're not open, you're not open. Nope, fourth. Like this day and age, that's so rare with the athletes on the defensive line. So I don't. It's Purdy. He's got he's got a very cush job. Like if you go to, to another, if they all the quarterbacks were sitting in a room, they're like, who has who's the hardest job? Some would probably say, I don't know. Let's let's look at who's whoever's leading. Zach Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They might. have no offensive line, right? And then they go, who has the easiest? Like Brock Purdy, you know, he 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 could shave during the game, you know, because he's getting so much time. Your system of the resources around you, I guess. You are. I guess what upsets me is if it was like a first or second round draft pick in Kyle Shanahan's system. Like the talk would be different. Like if it was Kenny Pickett or if it was Zach Wilson instead of Brock Purdy, the narrative would be different. Because it was Brock, the narrative is slightly like, oh, he's only good because he's in Kyle Shanahan's system. But look at these stats the intern brought up. The last seven weeks, he's had a completion percentage of 70% or greater. The only quarterbacks to do that in NFL history, Joe Montana, Drew Brees, Sam Bradford. Now, is he more like Drew Brees, Brees or Joe Montana, or is he more like Sam Bradford? Only time will tell. There, there is skepticism due to the fact that you said just what you stated. He was the last pick in the draft, right? And the, people always look at, oh, Tom Brady was pick whatever, you know, seventh round pick, I think. And you're right. The fact that he's performing, the the odds are that Shanahan has a better system than the odds are that Brock Purdy is a very good quarterback. And maybe it's both. Maybe it's just both. We'll but see in time. That's what's great about sports. We'll see, knock on wood, when the Niners get to the playoffs. We'll see how they do the playoffs. And we'll see how they do over the next couple of years. Who Who's the greatest system QB you think you've ever seen? In NFL or uh, in college? Give me college and the NFL. Andre Ware. Oof. Who played, I think, before Klingler in Houston. He was good. Uh, in the NFL, I'm going to stick with my boy, Kyle Shanahan. Matt Ryan. Like, look at him in Atlanta. He was an MVP under Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan left. He went to the Shets. <laughs> went to the Colts. And he was out of his leases. This podcast brought to you by Shanahan. I do agree with you. He's phenomenal. Um I do think back to like all those guys that were chucking it in the early, I think it was late, early, late nineties, I think. Yeah. Tommy Chang. That was just, um, Browning holds, this is something you may not know. I think he holds five, four to five career passing records. I think at UW. Wow. 
huge stats. Um, to see him, I think he's he's going to be one of those guys. He gets paid this offseason. He should. He's going to show. He's going to show well. He'll be starting somewhere. He might be starting for the Seahawks for all we know. <laughs> Another recent system QB, AJ McCarron. Yeah, we were in New York going to all those Bama games, and they're like, "How come he's not getting enough run? He's an NFL prospect." It's like he's still in the NFL, but he's not a starting quarterback. You're right. You are correct. God, there's a lot of. Where is AJ McCarron? He's on a team right now. I can't remember. He's either on the, the, Jets, the Jets or the Titans because his name almost came Wait, up I'm as gonna, a starter. I'm call a system is just a, a college, to your point. The, the Georgia Bulldogs, whoever they produced, it seems like whoever they produce a quarterback looked really good in college. Yeah, and that's uh, it. So. You know who's looking real good, too? Tommy DeVito, New York Giants. So I want to take our listeners back. We met in New York, and around the same time we met, it was 2012. That was Linsanity. So it was like three or four weeks. Linsanity's getting 25 points, eight assists. The Knicks went from being depleted. Andre uh, Amari Stoudemire was injured to Linsanity taking over the basketball world. The same has kind of happened over the last couple of weeks with Tommy DeVito. The Giants have won the last three games. How would you compare and contrast? The New York mania, the New York media, and the New York moment for bold oh. sensations. Uh, well, anytime the, the Knicks do well, like it's the entire city goes phenomenal. So I'm talking like Manhattan, just like the Knicks. There's still a lot of Knicks residue. And the Nets aren't good enough. Like they're in Brooklyn. So it's it's mainly in the heart of, of Manhattan that you see a lot of Knicks fans. Of, it like bleeds out from to, from Madison Square Garden. Tommy DeVito is like a – so Lynn Sanity, in my opinion, was right place, right time. He like, And I think the um, cultural background had some things to do with it. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, it, he wasn't, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was the first – I think he was Chinese, right? Uh, I think it's – I think he's a mix of a couple races. Yeah. Maybe Taiwanese. <laughs> Right. So look at his cultural background. You wouldn't sit there and go, that guy could ball. And he hooped. And I think that's what also created this kind of aura. Now, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito looks like he should be playing quarterback for the New York Giants. You know, like if someone voted, if he stood in line, the police line up and they said, line it up every, said, who who should be the quarterback? They would point at Tommy DeVito. He just looks like the quarterback for the New York Giants. And the, the reason he's... He's so, I think, uh, I think he's caught such fires that he's so, he looks, I mean, he captures the interests of the entire Long Island. He's so relatable. Jersey. He's so relatable. I mean, he's family, he still lives at home. He's just like this. There's, when Sanity has about two to three kind of documentaries floating out there, Tommy DeVito, if he keeps going like this, he's going to have 12. Yeah. Like there's going to be one about his brothers, you know, just an immense, and for a, for a franchise that can't like find find it right now, like they Darren Waller went out. That's your prize free agent on offense. Yep. They have seven wide receivers that can't catch the ball, or like you know, there's Saquon's battling injuries, two yards per carry. Like they needed something 
and that's it's this and that's where they're the same like insanity was that for the next he was something tommy devito's the same thing for the giants he's that something well linsanity helped give the knicks that spurt and i think they had lost 13 out of the last 15 games and he came off the bench second quarter against the net scored and the momentum keep carried on and they made the playoffs Tommy DeVito, the same thing, right? Like he came in against the Jets when Tyron Taylor got hurt, had a couple rough starts, anyone would, against the Raiders and the Cowboys in your first couple weeks. But the last three weeks, he's looked good. And on Monday night, primetime, he led the Giants back against the Packers. He used his legs, he used his arm. So there was talk about the difference between Tom Brady taking over the Patriots and Tommy DeVito taking over the Giants. And I think there's no argument because Tom Brady's one-dimensional. Tommy DeVito can beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his arms. He can beat you with a chicken cutlet. <laughs> uh, you didn't even come to Jersey. I was just going to ask you, what's your favorite deli in Jersey? Um, chicken cutlets are good. I, You mentioned the legs. Here's what I think happened. Like, I, I bet you this is part of the documentary. Okay. They brought Tommy in. They said, all right, Tommy, here's here's the playbook. Here's what we want you to run me. Come. They figured out he stunk at those plays. And they said, do you? Just like Mahomes said to, to, to Tony, he said, Tommy, go do you. And that's what we're seeing. Use the legs. Get open. Just be an athlete. And, uh, I mean, I, 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 I owe Tommy an apology. I owe Tommy apology too. We kind of took a shot at him. What's we been them. fun to watch is you see like a backup quarterback get their shot and you see the team just rally around them and they're having so much fun and the momentum. Like remember uh, Mike White from the Jets a couple yeah. of years ago? It was the same yeah. thing. Like Jake Browning, it's potentially he could rally Cincinnati to the playoffs and everyone just gets behind him. And it's uh, so fun to watch. Absolutely. Because it, it's you – you expect very little. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like with Daniel Jones, he just signed that contract. You expect him to run for 150 yards each week and throw through 300. Like Tommy DeVito, he's wandering out of his parents' basement, you know, to get to practice. And then his agent, what would you see his handshake? He gives him like the mafia <laughs> with the offensive line. Yeah, he had a top hat. <laughs> and I think he had a Blackberry still. Uh, but he parlayed this into he's going to be a backup quarterback in the NFL for at least seven to eight years. And then after that, he's going to write his ticket. He's going to be on TV somewhere. Yeah. I mean, Tommy DeVito, can you think of a better name? I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll be running a waste management um, company too at some point. Uh, here's what I got for you. Let's hear it. The AFC Player of the Week. Okay. Offensive player of the week. The NFC player of the week. Can you tell me who they were? I can't because I NFL. just saw it. They're both in New York City. They both play at the Meadowlands or MetLife Stadium. Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito. What is a two-way parlay on Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito being your AFC and NFC player of the week? Why In the <laughs> NFL. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, good on them, though. I don't that feel kind of good right now. You're getting to Christmas. You're at Bryant Park skating around, doing whatever. I haven't even looked at the Nets are decent, but you got two. Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito. 
And they're still in the hunt if you look at the playoffs. I think there's like Everyone's a 1% chance if the Those Jets the make it, like a 4% chance if uh, the Giants make it. Okay. You good with we, Tommy D? We're good. Next topic. I want to talk to you about Christmas sports, Christmas presents. Okay. One, what? What's your what's your favorite course sports Christmas present? I should say holiday gift, right? These you might have listeners that celebrate Hanukkah or yeah, you know, it'll be it. Nice, nice cover. <laughs> favorite sports or or Kwanzaa or, too or experience or experience. So what I'm looking for is kind of a little juice for for our listeners of all right. I got a, a you know I need to get think of some good presents. I got some nieces nephews uncles aunts that like sports what do i get them what do i what what's what's good what what, what does good look like when they're opening up to the you know it's not a pair of socks with the, the nfl logo on it what are we getting so i'm gonna break it down between baby kid so that can be toddler into high school and beyond an adult so right. start off with the baby it's easy it's got to be a onesie it's got to be the favorite team onesie <laughs> And beyond that, I don't know if there's much else you could do, maybe a blanket or a onesie. You're okay. kind of limited. But when you get to that kid, we're talking about merch, a hat, a jersey, you know, something. I have a godson. He's nine. Two years ago or three years ago, I gave him a Jimmy G jersey. He's probably getting bullied at school right now. So this <laughs> holiday season, I need to upgrade that to Brock Purdy. <laughs> And then when you reach the adult stage, I think it's big money. I think it's like tickets to a game. I think it's like a plane ticket to a bowl game. If it's you trying to give me a present, maybe it's season tickets to watch Otani and the Dodgers. <laughs> I'll take the train to LA. I actually looked that up. I'll take the train to LA. I was stopping Portland. I like all those. I'm big on experiences. Like my thing is, if you have kids, I might get you tickets to a day game, Ooh, I like and that. get you like two, and then get you on the back end on a little care.com where you can get a sit. Like there's things you can interweave for sports, but I'm big on experiences. Is like Char I, moving stuff around upstairs? Yeah, she's vacuuming. Oh, <laughs> she's vacuuming. Uh, but yeah, that's my move. That's my move. I like it. Like think of a the entire capsule, like an experience a day, like and then for for the older crowd, I think it's still like a a, a ticket to a game, but like a big game at their alma mater or something like that. That's good. Yeah. I was gonna date myself. I was gonna say for like a younger person, you get them like a, like a DVD or something. But like, <laughs> hey, no one watches a DVD, so maybe you like give them an Amazon gift card because wait for it on Prime, like watching a movie about like Hoosiers or The Natural Ooh. or like something like that to get like a younger no, toddler kid into sports. I think that would be cool. Okay, I like that gift. Okay. Holiday season. Holiday season. It is the holiday season. Should we get into the week 15 NFL season? Let's do it. Week 15. We got what? Three to go? 
because uh, we got it over counting this weeks. week four counting this week four three to go in fantasy football but four yeah. to go for the real ones okay all right well we're wait, broadcasting wait, wait. here who's on wednesday leader? night so who's we can the leader? talk who's the leader joe manuel is still the leader what at, yeah he's I, still the lead week I'm one and twice. he's the defending champ i'm gonna have to no i'm gonna have to win twice this so never mind keep going you can't win <laughs> Right, I can't. So we're going to break down 10 games here. We're going to talk about the keys to victory, give you some betting advice. And you're going to want to pay attention because we're broadcasting on Wednesday night. So we get the great matchup on Thursday between the Chargers and the Raiders. Okay. Week. Excuse me. First game, Thursday night football. A, A big matchup for... No particular reason. The Los Angeles Chargers in Vegas. Easton Stick. I love that name. Easton Stick. Throwing to Keenan Allen, and that's about it. So if you have a son and you name him Easton, don't you guide him towards like hockey or baseball? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Easton Stick. If you have a kid, if I'm lucky enough to have a kid and I name him Gunner, he better play at a Kyle Shanahan West Coast <laughs> offense. <laughs> Got to win behind center <laughs> with another check down. Why don't you name him Gunna? Gunna win. Maybe I will. <laughs> That's two points for Gunna win. <laughs> Actually, you could play basketball too with the name Gunner. You could. You could. Um, actually, Gunner's got a kind of a bad connotation. Gunner's like yeah. a guy that shoots that surely really shouldn't be. You know, yeah. he's just a gunner. Maybe we Maybe should be makes... making jokes about that since what happened in Vegas. So, yeah, sorry, that's... folks. Just a little lighthearted humor. All right. Chargers versus Vegas. O'Connell versus Stick. Uh-huh. Breaking news. Keenan Allen's out. Uh, he probably got gave himself COVID. Not that that's funny, but I mean, probably I wouldn't play in this game either if I was getting up. So, Easton Stick, where do you go to college? North Dakota State. And you know what that rings? Great quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, <laughs> and Easton Stick. He's making his first start in five years. He's got records. In five years? He started yeah. previously? No, he's, no, he's played before, but he's never started in his five-year uh, career. I see. Okay. He's definitely going to win. So I read somewhere, this is how long he's been in the NFL. They drafted him when Phillip Rivers was still in the Chargers. <laughs> That's how long he's been in the NFL. Uh, he, he's been just waiting for this. I bet you he doesn't even make it to the game. He goes a little bonkers in Vegas. Doesn't make it to the game. Most oh. wins by a starting quarterback in NCAA Division One FCS history. He finished with close to 9,000 passing yards, 88 touchdowns, and 2,500 rushing yards. So, like Tommy DeVito, he can beat you with his legs and his arm. Tell you what, how many how many wins did Trey Lance get in the NFL? Like two. Okay, Easton. Once the next four, he could double up Trey Lance. <laughs> Josh yeah. Jacobs might be out. I would. They, they talked about last week's Steelers um, Patriots game as being the lowest scoring game 
in Thursday night history, this actually might be the lowest score. Didn't if the there's Chargers any betting fans out there, game. please take the under. Please call Wheezy, put money in. I want the under on this game. Okay. What? What is the under? I'm going with the Raiders here. I mean, Easton's had a whole week to practice, but Keenan Allen's out. Eckler, we're still waiting for him to take that next step. The only way the Chargers can win is if they pound the ball and check it to Eckler. But I think the Raiders are going to pull this one off in Vegas. Give me the Raiders. Raiders. Okay, I'll take the Raiders too. Over-unders at uh, 34 and a half. Devontae Adams might play and score six touchdowns. He better. He's on my fantasy team. We talked way too long about that awful Thursday night game. Moving on to Saturday. The best time is the holidays, and the best time is when you get those games on Saturday and Sunday. We've got a good one. We've got Pittsburgh at Indy. Oh, both seven and six. This means something. Uh, God, did you see Ben Rosselberger apparently called out Mike Tomlin for their loss last week? Just how, like, the apparently Ben Rosselberger says when he doesn't see the Steeler way. It was, I think, Benny, he was, I think he was drinking on his own podcast and kind of getting a little carried away. Uh, Gardner Minchie's hanging tough. He's, I mean, is Taylor back? No, I think he's going to miss at least one more game. Steelers have nothing on offense. Mitch Trubisky, Pickens, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. No, they have nothing. I'm, I'm going with the Colts at home. I'm with you. I can't come on to this podcast this week and pick against the Colts when last week I told you Shane Steichen was going to be the NFL coach of the year. I'm going Colts here. Michael Pittman is taking that next step forward. We're going to see a lot of six, seven, eight yard out. Zach Moss is going to play well and Minshew is going to sling it down the field to Josh Downs. Give me the Colts here. Why I like this matchup is because I believe this is six and seven in the playoff picture right now, which is very important because more than likely – the seven is going to play probably the Dolphins, and the six is probably going to play the Chiefs. So they're trying to win and move up and get ahead of the Browns here. So big win for the Colts here. I don't see either team losing on purpose, Kaylin, just to semi-improve there. <laughs> no, but here you go. Quick sidebar here because some of these games are good and some of them aren't. Right now in the AFC, there are three teams that are eight and five. You've got the Browns, Chiefs, and Jags. You've got six teams that are seven and six. Steelers and Colts, they're in the hunt right now. They're in the playoffs. Then you have the Texans, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills. Which of those teams do you think are going to make the playoffs, Big Ben? I have to choose how many out of how many. Uh, Let's just go out of the six, seven, and six teams. Right now, two, two of them are in the playoffs, and there are six of them. So I'll give you the six teams, and you tell me which two you think will make it. Okay, go. You've got the Steelers and the Colts that are in as of today, and then you've got the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Bills. Mm. Just give me two. Bills and Bengals find a way. I'm with you on the Bills. I'm saying the Colts figure it out. I'm going to go. Yeah. Really? 
because yeah. Houston's I think hurt. Figured out all they can figure out. Like I think the Colts have peaked. But look who's going to win that division. Yeah, Jacksonville, okay. huh? Houston's got yeah. injuries. Colts can slide in. Okay, I got you. Let's let's move on. Uh, Detroit and Denver. This game is. Awesome. What happened to America's team, Big Ben? Uh mid mid season swing, swoon, swing. Um, I'm around St. Brown drops at like a a lot of drops, a lot of drops, a lot of drops with the the Lions. Um, rough go of it, and you called it. The Bears' defense looked pretty good though. Took advantage of some some uh, Jared Goff mistakes. Um. Sean Payton called out the previous coaching regime in Denver and said, you guys are all ding-dongs. It's, it's your fault they didn't win and kind of sheltered Russ from getting any any flack from, from the fans and media. So I think that helped Russ. They're playing the – Broncos are playing good enough. Yeah. Good enough. If they win this next week, that good enough might be good enough to get in the playoffs. I – at Ford Field, I don't see him doing it. Like, this could be a kind of – it's weird to see a team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. Like, this is another scenario where they could get both raced by another 50-burger pretty easily. I disagree with you, Big Ben. Ooh. The Lions are turning the ball over, and they can't stop anyone. Jared Goff, turnover prone. Lions defense – here's the Lions defense. They've given up 28 points, 28 points, 29 points, and 38 points. And twice, that's against the Bears. I wouldn't say the Bears are a very high-powered offense. And last week, the Lions D gave up over 142 yards rushing. Sean Payton, what has he done since the Lions have righted their – or excuse me, the Broncos have righted their ship? He's going to run the ball. So I think they're going to run the ball down their throat. And I think – I hate to say this because I used to pile on Russ and the Broncos, but I got Denver here. Okay. I like that. I'll take America's team. You take America's dumpster. Uh, All right. Speaking of another dumpster fire. What, Tampa Bay at Green Bay? Pick dealer's choice on that dumpster fire. Uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Um, This game was a lot cooler when it was Brady versus Rodgers. Only ones that, yes. Does it seem like Jordan Love's balls are just constantly ducks? Like, I've never seen a spiral out of his hands. Um, Baker Mayfield. He's Captain Pump Fake. Just tons of pump fakes. I don't care. I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't care. You pick. All right. The Packers are 16-1 and in December under Matt LaFleur. They've won four out, uh, four out of their last six. Their defense is great, but too many of their skill players are hurt. I think Aaron Jones is hurt. Watson is hurt. Reed is hurt. Musgraves on IR. I don't think they have enough playmakers on offense to win, so give me Mike Evans and Baker and those pump fakes to win in Green Bay. Okay. What the heck? Did, did you stop watching that the Dolphins game after the second most t- touchdown and kind of go, okay, well, that's good. Sewing up. Game's done. Yeah. 
And I just thought, I just didn't even watch because I thought the game was. Done. I think I think Tuol thought it was over too because he mailed it in it for those last six minutes or whatever it was. Weird loss for the Dolphins, and they got kind of a trap game here. Like Jets sneaky. Zach Wilson confidence is up. That defense, the corners for Sauce Gardner is good. Yeah, I don't think he shuts down Tyreek, but it's gonna be a tough go for it. tough sledding for Tyreek, and he's kind of dinged up. Going to need a really, really good text from his wife that says, get out there and beat up sauce or something like that. 200 yards or more. I still got the Dolphins here. It's Wednesday as we're recording this and Tyreek's still day-to-day. I think the Dolphins are 1-3 and when Tyreek has under 100 yards. We still don't know if he's going to play. So before I give you my pick, I want to talk a little bit about something. Don't worry, I'll bring it back full circle. I want to ask you a religious question. Religious or spiritual? Religious. Okay. You know how there's born-again Christians? Oh, yeah. Can there be born-again Zach Wilson Jets fans? (laughs) (laughs) He looked good last week. He did. I You know, I don't think if there was like this, if there was a reluctancy, I think they'll invite Zach into the fold. They'll be like, heck yeah, I'm I'm good with Zach now. He went away for a little bit. He learned his lesson. Someone did something to him. You know, they'll make up something that, you know, they put him through the rigors of the NFL quarterback position or something like that. I'm pulling for the Jets and Zach Wilson, but I think even with a limited Tyreek Hill, there's no way the Dolphins lose again, especially after losing to Will Levis on Monday night. Will's jacked. He is. Will wins most jack quarterback. He's got a future in wrestling or as a linebacker if he wants. I know. I know. Okay. All right. Next mm-hmm. game. I'm actually going to be in attendance. Commanders Whoa. at Rams. I'm going to be there. Whoa. You know what's funny is I went to a Seahawks Commanders game this year. Are we a Commanders pod? <laughs> Sam Howell, I, I, I'd bet put some. I put some money on Sam Howell at a futures MVP vote. Yeah, why not? Him and Drake May are like the same same quarterback, but... except one will be in the Canadian Football League and one will be in the NFL in a couple of years. Who will that be? Sam, I don't know. give me the rams i'm going to the home game i'm inviting some customers for work i gotta root for the rams but i think the rams will easily win if you saw that game last week against the ravens stafford looked great the rams Mm. offense was clicking and kyron williams he's a dynamic back i said it before when the rams run the ball they win they will run the ball against the commanders puka nakua's back Cooper Cup seems to have shaken off early injuries. And they've got Daryl Robertson, Darnell Robinson, Tutu Atwell. They've got four great wide receivers, a good running game. Easy on great. Easy on great. Great. Two great receivers, two productive three and four receivers. Tutu's okay. He's a he's a great four receiver. Rams make the playoffs. The Rams get in. Stafford looked like Stafford of old, like when he was on yeah. Ford Field just chucking it to Calvin Johnson. Like he looked good. He looked really good. Uh, Cooper Cup's still a little dinged up. 
if you notice that, like, he's just not 100%. You can tell. He's, he's not wiggly enough. He doesn't have enough wiggles. Uh, I like the Rams. Yes, I like the Rams. Commanders. Commanders are duds. It's a dud team. Yeah. Terry New honor. Dud. New ownership. They're waiting for the season to end. They're going to fire the coach. They're going to fire the GM. They might look to take the team in a whole different direction. If they need new broadcasters, K-Win, Big Ben. Riverboat Ron, we don't want to go to FedEx Field. Come on. You want to go yeah, live in, in Washington? What? You and I play-by-play for the Commanders? No. Deep no. out, people! Touchdown! <laughs> Scary oh, no. Terry! I would pass on that job. No, thanks. Wow. I'll take it as a solo kid. I'll be like yeah, Ben you Scully. Will. You could do your own play-by-play and color. Wow, that was a great play. What do you think? Oh, man, it was great. Yeah. And you're going to be missing out. All right. <laughs> uh, San Francisco versus Arizona in the friendly confines of Glendale, Arizona. We're going to bring this full on. circle. Remember when you're talking about Purdy operating in a clean pocket? Yeah. The Cardinals can apply absolutely no pressure on the quarterback. They have no playmakers. Purdy's going to sit back there and pick them apart. The Niners are going to do what they do. They're going to score early. They're going to let their pass rush take over. Take the over. Take the Niners. Parlay that. Win and win. I sit, Kyler. If I if like if I'm if I'm listen. You don't have to actively sit him. They're going to be blown out. You can just sit him in the Ooh, second half. I'm, I'm doing like shovel passes and, you know, chuck him. Like, don't get him running into Bosa and, and Chase Young. That meet at the quarterback might be ugly. Uh, he's got no one to throw it to other than Trey McBride, too. It's going to be ugly. And Niners. This is an old Super Bowl matchup. Yes. I think how many times did we see them in the Super Bowl against each other? Twice, correct? Twice, yeah. Twice, correct. Um, Marv Levy versus Jimmy Johnson. If I remember Troy that. Aikman versus Jim Kelly. Yeah. It, don't don't those people just kind of personify Buffalo versus Dallas? Like Jimmy Johnson, the sweeping hair. You could have put a sheriff thing right here, and he would have, you know. And then Marv Levy, kind of the wispy, just looked like he was always bundled up. Jim yeah. Kelly versus Troy Aikman. And now we got Dak versus Josh. Some say Dak is ooh, odds on favorite for MVP. Mm, Dallas cannot lose at home. I don't know why, um, but they are. Are they still undefeated at home? They are, aren't they? Yes, they're undefeated at home. 7-0 and at home. But they're in Orchard Park. You want me to give my take? Yeah. All right. So just like the many people that go to Coachella, the Cowboys are rolling. Dak and the Cowboys have won five straight games. Dak has looked great. Front runner for the MVP? I don't think so, but all those other networks think so. But Dak has limited his turnovers. He's playing better. CeeDee Lamb is playing at an all-time high. But the weather in Orchard Park and the Bills, I think the Bills just need it more. They have to win. And so for that reason, Josh Allen, James Cook, they're going to find a way to get Diggs involved. They haven't lately. Give me the Bills by 10. It's been Josh Allen's legs as of late that has really made the difference. 
Um, and the, un- the sad part is that like the Bills have won some games while Diggs hasn't been involved. And so that's the oddity is like, how do you get that blend? And it, they can't seem to find it. They haven't found it, I don't think, over the course of that tenureship of both of them where it's been other than maybe early in the season last year. Um, it's too cold for the Cowboys in yeah. Orchard Park. What's the weather like? Yeah, it's going to be 36. Uh, do you go sleeves or no sleeves at 36? I think Dak will wear sleeves. Sleeves for Dak? Yeah, I think the wide receivers, linemen, and everyone else will not. I think the sleeves. Cowboys get over-unders at 50. It's a high-scoring game. I think the Cowboys get scared out of Buffalo. I think it's an ugly game. I think it's like a 23-17 Bills win. I'm with you on that one. Moving on to, we got Baltimore at Jacksonville. Last week, Jacksonville had four turnovers. I think three interceptions, a fumble against Cleveland's staunch defense. Now we've got Mike McDonald in the Ravens' D. Some say it's a positionalist defense. Everyone can rush. Everyone can cover the passer. It's the opposite of Jamal Adams, who can't rush and can't cover the passer. This is the Ravens' D. I think they frustrate the Jags. I think the Jags lose again. I think the Colts win again. And I think that race in the South gets a little bit closer. Lamar Jackson looks really good. Like, really good. He's making everyone else look really good around him, too. Um, and they're still they're finally starting to figure out their weapons. Like the Ravens yeah. have all these different skill Isaiah players. Like, he had a score last week, like Flowers. Odell Lamar Beckham Jay. is yeah, playing at a really good. Really he looks elite. Level. Like the Ravens are my odd on Super Bowl favorite if they like continue. It's just that gritty team. John Harbaugh's great coach. Uh yeah, I agree with everything. Jacksonville is gonna those two teams don't mesh. Well, it's. I think the the Ravens kind of just they'll exert their will. I don't know who's who's at running back. Is it Keontae Williams or who's Gus Bus or Justice Hill? It doesn't matter. Well, no, it it's Keaton matter. Mitchell and Gus Bus and Lamar when he wants to run. Right, Ravens win. All right, Monday Night Football, K one game they of the flexed, week. They flexed this out. They flexed it out because this is going to be a knockdown drag out. No, did they flex um, it out? They, they, well, they flexed the Sunday game out to Monday game. This was a Sunday Sunday oh, game. Okay, all right. So they flexed the Seahawks Eagles out in the Monday. You should have seen the uproar, rant and rave. So wait, wait, just, wait. Monday night's better than Sunday night. Listen, 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 listen. There's a column in the Seattle Times. It's called Rant and Rave. It's where people complain about stuff or or pay compliments and stuff. Rant to the. NFL executives who look at money over my own uh, itinerary coming to Seattle. Now that I have to change my flights from Sunday, cost me thousands of dollars. You know, screw you. So, do you side with that person, or do you side with everyone else who's excited to watch a Monday Night game? I side with everyone else, but that person's probably a UW fan. <laughs> the Here's the feedback that we're getting from our 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 quarterback conundrum. Drew Luck looked interesting. He, was, he looked good on the first two drives. He was, he was interesting to watch. 
Uh, after that McCaffrey run, by the way, everyone, oh my goodness. Thank you, Witherspoon, tucking down. Thank you. I would have lost in fantasy. He scores there. Um, Drew looked look okay. Like DK, I don't know. They're still trying to figure out. He's, at least he's doing American Sign Language and trying to keep the chatter down. Kenneth Walker wasn't himself. This team has no identity. I sent you this. Yeah. No identity. Like, we want to run the ball first, but you don't have, like, running backs in the offensive line to support that. Okay, what do you want to do after that? We don't know. Pete's lost it. It's done. He's done. He's done. He should be done. It's just done. We're done. Uh, Eagles gotten beat up lately. Who do you have one in the game? The Eagles back-to-back blowout losses. I think the defense has given up like over 30 points in the last three games. Their offense looks predictable. It's not as explosive as it was last year when they were running the ball down people's throats and early in the year they're throwing it to A.J. Brown. I think the Eagles find a way to win. I also think Jalen Hurts is more hurt than he's letting on to be, but I just believe the Eagles have more weapons and they have more in front of them, like home field advantage that they have to play for, that they'll find a way to win the game. Yeah, I don't think um, hmm. the Hawks are going to win. No! Somehow. Somehow. It's just going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to happen. It's a long flight from Philly to Seattle. Um, we don't have any good cheesesteaks around here. None. You know, if I need good cheesesteaks. You got dicks. They can get a burger. No, it's not the same as a cheesesteak. Actually, takes a switch. Don't tell them about that. Uh, Hawks are going to win this game. All right, so we break down our picks and get out of here? Yeah, we got uh, Raiders, Colts. You got Broncos. I got Lions. Bucks, Dolphins, Rams, Niners, Bills, Ravens. You got Eagles. I got Hawks. This is what happened last time. Um, There's a couple deviations, and I hit on all mine, so... Um, that probably will happen in a little perfect time for 10. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Week 15, Big Ben and K went live every week. Tonight it's Wednesday on nofilter.net and caffeine TV. If you miss us, you can go back and watch us on demand anytime, nofilter.net and caffeine TV. You can also see our highlight reel at Big Ben K Win underscore TikTok, Twitter, X, threads. We're everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's at Big Ben, Caitlin underscore the documentary for Tommy DeVito and the documentary on Big Ben and Caitlin may or may not be out soon. Depends on if I take that commander's job. <laughs> I could see you sitting up there in FedEx field. All right, here we are. Big old poncho, whatever you're going to have to wear. Oh man, get your Christmas presents, get your sports experiences, buy the tickets before they go up in price. And round it out with a sitter or something else, maybe a nice little dinner in the, you know, near the stadium. Maybe buy pitching a couple bucks for parking. Boom. Boom.